Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, and this is day 1355 of our journey together. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and honor you and praise you and only you. There is absolutely none like you. You are the creator of every single thing that exists upon this earth. Every human being, every animal, every insect, every bird, every fish in the sea. And we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for helping us to be good stewards of all that you blessed us with and help us to go forth and fulfill the purpose that you've given us. I ask, my Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is Conspiracy Revealed. There are many of us with a dollar mark on our foreheads or over our heads because the enemy is so mad that we are covering so much ground and doing that which the Father would have us to do that he is sought out and uh, created a conspiracy against us, the children of God. But you know what? (laughs) He cannot win. He never wins. He has lost uh, for eternity, but his time has not come yet to be locked up for eternity, but any moment now. So we're going to be coming out of Esther chapter 2, verses 19 through 23, and also Esther chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. And uh, Esther, who uh, was raised by her cousin Mordecai, uh, she had lost both her parents. And uh, she was a beautiful young lady. And after Vashti was uh, dethroned as queen because she stood up to the king and said, no, (laughs) I'm not going to be sashayed in front of your friends or while you're all drunk. So anyway, God uh, and and Vashti, Queen Vashti was a mighty woman, uh, I would say. And uh, so is Queen Esther. She's young. Uh, It was basically a a beauty contest that was done. The king was lonely and was missing Vashti, and he needed a queen. And Esther was chosen to be queen. And uh, her cousin, excuse me, watched out for her and would always be around to send her messages. Cousin Mordecai. Uh, who loved her dearly and raised her up to be a godly woman. So now let's go to Esther chapter 2, starting in verse 19. And it says, When the virgins were assembled a second time, Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate. But Esther had kept secret her family background and nationality, just as Mordecai had told her to do. For she continued to follow Mordecai's instructions as she had done when he was bringing her up. During the time Mordecai was sitting at the king's gate, Bigthana and Teresh, two of the king's officers who guarded the doorway, became angry and conspired 
to assassinate King Xerxes. Now, that was Esther's husband. But Mordecai found out about the plot and told Queen Esther, who in turn reported it to the king, giving credit to Mordecai. And when the report was investigated and found to be true, the two officers were impaled on poles. That means they were hung. You know what? No, that means that their heads, they were decapitated. Sorry. Uh, on poles. All this was recorded in the book of the annals in the presence of the king. So in God's timing, the annals or this big book would be brought back out. Uh, but for now, nothing is said to Mordecai like, hey, dude, thanks so much for the heads up. I'm grateful to you for, you know, speaking up to spare my life. It wasn't time yet. And and we'll, we'll I encourage you to read <laughs> all of the book of Esther. It's not that many chapters. Actually, I think it's only 10 chapters. It's a very powerful book. All right, so now let's go over to chapter 3, <clears throat> starting at verse 1. And it says, after these events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hamadatha, the Ag Agagite, elevating him and giving him a seat of honor higher than that of all the other nobles. All the royal officials at the king's gate knelt down and paid honor to Haman. I believe the king thought Haman saved his life. For the king had commanded his concerns, um, had commanded this concerning him, but Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor. Then the royal officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, why do you disobey the king's command? <clears throat> day after day, they spoke to him, but he refused to comply. Therefore, they told Haman about it to see whether Mordecai's behavior would be tolerated, for he had told them he was a Jew. And he was saying, I'm not going to bow down to a man. I Basically, you're not a God. You're not God. You're not the true and living God. I will not bow down to you. Then Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor. He was enraged. He was angry, upset. Yet after, yet having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. And so, he did. He did not kill them, but he plotted to do so. But the plot backfired on Haman. And since Haman <clears throat> wanted to kill all the generations, all the Jews, when it was found out later what Haman had plotted to do and the evil that he had plotted, he and his whole family were killed. 
And I believe we'll be doing a little bit more, sharing a little bit more about this tomorrow. So I don't want to tell you everything. I encourage you to read it, though. <laughs> but the conspiracy that was a plot against the king was thwarted, thwarted by uh, Mordecai. And then a conspiracy was brought against him, against Mordecai, not only him, but against all the Jews. But it backfired, and, and that's what will happen. The enemy will try to make you think you're doomed, that there is no hope, uh, because you're hearing all these negative things. It could be on your job where someone has set you up and said <clears throat> that you created this problem when actually they created the problem. Or someone may be jealous of you and they're spreading lies and gossip and evil about you and you've done no harm, nothing wrong. Uh, or they see you as uh, someone that they can take advantage of and, uh, you know, just woo you with kind words. And, and then their motives are just very evil and uh, they get you sucked in and, and then they take advantage of you. So point number one, don't be surprised at the adversity that comes against you after you reveal the enemy's plot. The enemy will not only try to destroy you, but all the generations after you. Always remember that God has the final say. Remember that he always, uh, that he always, um, has control over everything uh, and he that he allows certain things to happen in our lives to spur us to the next project he has set aside for us. So sometimes that spurring along might look really bad. <laughs> like, why are these people treating me this way? Or why is every door being shut in my face? Why can't I? Usually I can... This is the way God would have me to go. But now all of a sudden, those doors are being shut. What do I do, Lord? The Lord is saying, go a different direction that I have mapped out for you. I'm no longer doing it that way. No longer am I bringing uh, you food to the brook and giving you water from the brook. Uh, no longer am I having the ravens feed you, just like he did with Elijah. And then he said, the brook dried up. Now what do I do? The door is closed here, Lord. What do I do? The Lord already told him. I prepared a widow woman for you. But when he got there to where the widow woman was, she wasn't very receptive of him. As a matter of fact, she said, me and my son are getting ready to eat this little bit of food and then we're going to die. She was in misery. There was a famine because of, because of Elijah um, doing what he had the power to do through the Lord said, it will not rain for three and a half years <laughs> because of what the evil king was doing. But God made a way for his people. And Elijah told the woman, feed me first. She says, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not going to give you food before I give it to my child. I'm just, you know, paraphrasing. And uh, he convinced her to do it. And she used her last little bit of grain and made him a cake first and gave him water. And that grain never ran out. <laughs> Glory to God, it never ran out. And there was another incident at the end where her son died. And God used Elijah to bring him back because 
there was still some doubt in that woman's heart. She didn't fully believe in God. You read it, you'll see, oh gosh, I'm sorry I don't have the scripture in front of me, but um, it's in either 2 Kings or 1 Kings. Um, but anyway, she, um, her son died and, and uh, God used Elijah to bring him back. And she said, now I know, <laughs> glory to God, that the God you serve is a true and living God, something to that effect. Because you see, when she said, now I know, that let us know that there was still some doubt. And God wanted to let her see. And, and he'll allow certain things to happen in our lives for a reason. They're usually not glamorous assignments that, that we get, even though they may start out that way. We're excited. Oh, yes, I got this. Oh, I've got this new ministry God has blessed me with. And, and then all of a sudden you start to deal with the people. <laughs> and, and you recognize that there's many different attitudes that we're still all in, made in God's image. We still should show the love of God. And sometimes they can say things that hurt our feelings. Sometimes they can be snappy. Something, sometimes things come out that we're just shocked. Like, whoa, after all these things I've done for you, you're going to talk to me and treat me that way? Yes. So be aware of that. Don't let that stop you from completing the task God is giving you or to lose it. <laughs> the middle ground can get very ugly and deadly. Don't let that deter you or keep you from finishing the course because no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Mm. Remember that. Point number two, I always want to remind you of who you are. All right. You are a child of the king, the owner and created creator of everything. You are uh, your father is the one <clears throat> who put the moon, the stars, the planets and sun in the air that man keeps trying to figure out. <laughs> is there other uh, life on any of these other planets? They're trying to to discover things, trying to map out a place for them to live when everything on this earth goes haywire. But it's not happening. It is, not. <laughs> you know, let them do what they want to do. Uh, we'll continue to pray for them. <clears throat> but he's the creator of all those things, the sun and the air, and he keeps them in their proper places. We have the breath of God in us, and he created us in his image. We are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We are sons and daughters of God. We are representatives of the Lord as ambassadors. Always remember that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. If the Lord call you to do this great work, he will equip you with all you need to complete the task conspiracies and the, and all the fiery darts. That's part of the fiery darts that are thrown at us. That's why we need to come out of our home daily when we get up, uh, equipped in our full armor. Sister Cheryl, oh my gosh, the young lady gave up and gave a testimony. Um, Cheryl Williams on Sunday and tore up telling about that armor of God. Now, I know you can go and find that in Ephesians chapter 6. Learn more about the armor of God and understand the importance 
of us being fully equipped and ready to go fight the spiritual warfare. So I remember a time not long ago, I was in a car accident. It was not pretty, but I'm grateful to God. There was a couple of conspiracies within the midst of that car accident. So I was turning out of my um, <clears throat> area where I live onto the main drag, which is 95th Street. And as I was making my left, and there is a blind heel, slightly, you can hardly see, but if you turn out when there's no cars coming, by the time they get up, if there is someone coming over that hill, uh, you would have made your successful left turn as long as they were not, are not speeding. Well, as I was making my left turn, looking back and forth more than once, there was no one coming, and then out of nowhere comes flying over the hill. Someone that looked like they were going 100 miles an hour, and they hit me and my granddaughter. It was on a Saturday morning. I'll never forget it. It was in October, and I was on my way to take my granddaughter to dance class. And they hit it so hard, and it was a car, and we were in an SUV, that it left my car smoking and it slammed it and moved me way over to the other side. And he kept going. Um, so the police came and um, before the police came, I, I thought, wow, I don't even know the color of the car. I don't even know what it looked like. It happened so fast. And just before the police got there, I was just like, oh, Lord, I don't know a license plate number. I know nothing. And all of a sudden, this truck, pickup truck, comes driving by slowly. He parks in front of me, and he gets out of the car, and he comes over, and he says to me, are you okay? I said, yes, we're just a little shaken up. He said, did you see the color or kind of car, or did you get the license plate number? I said, no, sir. It happened so quick. And so he told me the kind of car it was, the color. I don't even remember what it was. And then he opened his hand and he said, and here's the license plate number. I said, glory to God. Look at God. See that conspiracy that the enemy had to put had put out against me did not work. And so then when the police came, they were able to go and find him. Come to find out he was driving his father's car, the young man was, and uh, he was uh, uh, on uh, some type of drug. He was high. And they were able to uh, write, write out a report for me to turn into the insurance company. Then the conspiracy, the next conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it gets even even greater. I ended up going to a chiropractor that someone referred to me that was really good. And then he told me, um, he said, you know, what was I planning to do about the situation? I said, well, I need to talk to a lawyer, but I don't know of anyone. He gave me one of his, you know, he had three different people that he, he knew that were attorneys that specialized in that. And, and I chose one and contacted him and he was very nice and, and proceeded on with what needed to be done. So I was going to be paid um, uh, an amount to cover, you know, my pain and suffering. And there was an amount that was told that I would receive from the attorney. And then at the end, he changed it. 
and made it far less than what he initially told us. And I said, hold up, this is not right. You told me this amount. Now you're saying, oh, well, this was prior to blah, 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 whatever it was. And the chiropractor has to be paid too. I said, well, the chiropractor is being paid. Well, he still gets a percentage of your share. I'm like, oh, no, he does not. And so we had to literally uh, have a very in-depth discussion about that. And the very ones smiling in my face and acting all kind and nice were actually conspiring against me to take up to half of what I was getting. And I was the one that went through all the hurt and pain. And so (laughs) my husband and I talked to him. My husband said, so you mean to tell me that my wife is the one that went through all of the hurt and pain and even still suffering neck pains to this day, and you're going to take half? He said, oh, no, you're not. There is something wrong with this picture. You know, see, sometimes as believers, we might believe we can't speak up for ourselves, but we can and we should. We should take a stand uh, when it's not right and speak truth and let them know you're not going to run over me. Uh, And so... There were some changes made and they made some adjustments and gave us uh, basically what we agreed to and not totally. Uh, And we realized we will never use them again. We pray that nothing like that happens again, but they were extremely nice up front. But when it came to the back end, when it came to the money, greed kicked in, but God prevailed and God made sure to uh, give us what was due us, even though the enemy had other plans. You see, God has the final say. Be aware, take a stand for whatever it is God has promised you. Don't just settle. Always know God doesn't settle. God wins. God is victorious and so are we? He is the, he is sovereign. I mean, he is the one and only true God. Nothing gets done or happens without him knowing about it or without him seeing it. Now, if you don't know Jesus, oh my goodness, that is the most critical part. The enemy is conspiring to take your life for eternity to be with him, but he is a liar and the truth is not in him. And Jesus died so that we could have life and have it for eternity with the Lord. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ah, now the angels are rejoicing because you will be with the Lord for eternity. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website. JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.